Salaam. Welcome to Muslim Viewpoint, a new podcast series powered by American Muslim Today, a groundbreaking nonprofit digital newspaper which champions civic engagement. AMT informs and empowers the diverse voices of almost 30 million Muslims here in the US and other Western countries. I'm Rifat Malik, I'm AMT's Editor-in-Chief, and today we have an interview with Mona Kafil, who is the Chief Executive Officer of Texas Muslim Women's Foundation, a non-profit dedicated to helping survivors of domestic abuse. According to research by Everytown for Gun Safety, access to a gun makes it five times more likely that an abusive partner will kill his female victim. Kafil sat down with uh, Aramaya after a Chicago Muslim father was arrested for shooting and killing his wife and three daughters. She discusses how the community can become more aware of the signs of abuse and how to seek help. First of all, thank you so much for um, having a conversation about this very difficult con- uh, topic. It's not easy and it is not fancy enough. But is that a reality that uh, women are being murdered? Yes, it is. And you have seen the uptake of um, especially minority women. And here is the challenge with minority women. If a somebody who needs to have access to services, women who belong to minority groups, they have additional barriers. If a mainstream person has, let's say, barriers to the person who doesn't speak the language, who's afraid of what will happen to them once they leave the situation, are many folds. So a lot of women think it's okay to stay in that abusive situation rather than leave. And the family, whether it is her family, the survivor's family or the abuser family, both families play a very critical role and continuously share that staying together is optimum for children as well as themselves because you don't want a broken home for children. Not realizing that this broken home can further break the children. And in so many cases, in Ellen, in Chicago, in Houston, the kids were killed along with the parent. And in Arlington also. So the families have to understand, truly, is this staying together is the optimum solution? Or is this in denial? Are we being in denial? What is, uh, what are the couple or the family is facing? So families play a very critical role in our in our culture, in our uh, society, and a lot of times in our own backyards. Our families are, you know, make or break. Yeah, and then exactly, so what do you think, uh, what kind of behaviors or ideologies in the within the culture, um, you know, kind of perpetrate these things, allow these tragedies to happen? I can go on and on and on we can have a separate conversation on that but i think it starts with the core factor of male privilege versus female that's the baseline where male has way more privileges and way more uh, authority and here's the thing we can easily call uh, that male is an abuser but who is raising that male when he was a child mother 
a woman was raising that person so knowing that mother has to be so um aware of how she's raising a boy versus how she's raising a girl so that is the basic unit or a building block and also understanding that is this issue a power and control issue or is this just everyday regular fight that has nothing to do with power and control so people don't realize the difference and when they don't realize the difference they fall into that cycle of abuse so knowing from the get go that this is a pattern of behavior this is not a random outburst random fight this is a cyclical thing these are the two basic things one we as women are raising sons we do a better job of raising sons second women and even men i am telling you men do get abused and they are hard to come by it is harder for them to come and talk about it yes is this number high enough not as much as women and specifically when we talk about intersection of gun violence and domestic violence 100% 100% women are the victims so when we talk about women being abused and the number is 1 in 4 men being abused is 1.7 but right now the numbers show that 100% women are killed by their intimate partner when there's a gun involved in the house so how can the muslim community specifically um advocate for more awareness around this issue of domestic abuse and then um especially how overlaps with gun violence what muslim families can do is first of all work on the culture change from within the change happens from within and the culture change is the hardest and when i say culture change how do you perceive your parenting are you truly um giving lot of uh, privileges to son versus daughter and i see that even in highly educated world travelers broad horizon folks because that culture of males would be the uh, caretaker so we invest more in men versus women are going to go to somebody else's house they will not be our our caregiver so why should we invest in them that still exists in our culture and lot of muslim families and right now yes the tides are turning a lot of time girls take care of their parents but that investment of boys is so old way of thinking old school of thought and that's where they get away with anything and everything so that needs to change that basic unit or that basic culture and understanding has to change and again it starts with women we are mothers how do we bring that change Right and then so obviously you know we've talked about what individuals can do what the community can do um but of course um you know on a larger scale nationally we want 
gun laws. We want domestic violence laws, um, you know, things to actually protect us from these things happening from the wrong guns. Um, so maybe can you talk about that? You know, what's the best way to approach the subject? How do we lobby for those um, of, you know, laws and legislation? I think that another mm -hmm. is a Pandora box that when we talk about it, because uh, it can go on and on. But I think for us as a domestic violence agency, we promote simple gun law reforms, which is how can we give a gun into somebody who's a repeat offender or somebody who is a known violent person? And I think we always, always um, work on the policy side of it. Are we there yet? Not at all. Not at all. And here's another thing. If, if you do your research, um, the highest gun ownership rate is in the world is Switzerland. Almost every household owns a gun. The question is, are their homicide levels as high as us? No, not at all. So I think that's a good research to, to check into because how are we different than them? Gun ownership is there. Nobody's saying do not own a gun. But what are some additional things that they are doing, the checks and balances, that we don't even want to talk about it? All we're saying is have checks and balances. And that's it. That is absolutely necessary. We are losing our youth. We are losing women to that. So common sense, common sense. Right. Um, and then I don't really have any further questions for you on the subject, unless you would just like to add anything about um, maybe what you hope for the more national, larger narrative of um, you know, how how loose gun laws might affect, um, as you said, domestic violence and, you know, partners being killed by one another. Uh, honestly, mm -hmm. nationally, if I have, uh, if you give me a, an option on what should we be doing, I think as domestic violence agency, as our own community, even Muslim community, or any faith-based community, right? Because domestic violence is not restricted to one faith. We see everyone and everyone, whoever has that issue of power and control. So one thing that I would love for people to invest in, whether they are individuals, or there are foundations, or there are federal agencies, to invest in prevention program. We don't have enough on prevention. How do we prevent? Everybody talks about going upstream and catching those babies. We don't know where they're coming from, but we are constantly taking them out of the river. But how do we go and take care of upstream? So same thing with domestic violence. How do we prevent? We as agencies or we as community need to go to high schools. We need to go to elementary school, talk about what is a better relationship looks like what is a good communication what is a safe communication what are some warning signs and yes the warning signs are there how do we take care of it and always remember when we talk about the intervention one in four women will go through domestic violence in their lifetime in usa 
what mean if you have 10 friends you know some of them are going through some kind of violence that's how high it is but when we talk about prevention are we reaching one in four women so that they can get they can be saved no not at all organizations such as ours and many other organizations my sister organizations do we get enough funding to do the prevention work not at all we are not even reaching one in 100 women so they are not even aware the my heartbreaking point was when this lady in arlington when she was killed by her husband in front of her children four children in arlington um i went to her funeral and i was asking her friends they obviously they were beside themselves i was asking them do you know there is organizations just like tmwf there are many in tarrant county there are many in dallas county are you aware that there are organizations who could have helped her and believe me all of them said no i wish we had known i wish we had known so that's the sad part when i talk about locally and nationally that we don't have prevention we cannot we are not going into these local communities and talking about it and that's where where we fail that's exactly where we fail when somebody doesn't even know how they can be of help Thank you for joining us this week and from me and Maya be sure to follow us on Instagram, Twitter and TikTok at American Muslim Today and if you'd like to read more about this story and access more digital content feel free to check out our website americanmuslimtoday.com we'll see you next week on the Muslim Viewpoint <laughs>